0: Hey, everybody. Hi. Welcome to the post-Super Bowl world here in 2022. Oh, everything's all better now. Post-Super uh, Bowl, but not post-the-shit. We're, we're approaching two years since the shit hit the fan, Squeezer. It was March 11th for us. was the last show we did before the world got weird and different.
1: Uh, it was pretty weird before. Different. No, it's different. I mean, it's always different. Every day is different. Okay. Every well, day is a winding road. All right. Are you, you doing stick? Is this closer.
0: Is this a bit? No, I'm
1: just. You're ruining my train of thought. Well, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Tell me if you would have told me you had a train of thought. I just I never assumed you have a train of thought. It was so. chugging along, and then you start doing a bit. I it wasn't a bit. Uh, it seemed like a bit. Wasn't a bit. Okay.
0: Did you have a bit? I do the bits around here. That's what I'm getting at. No, I didn't have a bit. Listen, I'm. I do the bits. My bits fail. That's my shtick. Oh, okay. When you're yeah. you do bits and they fail, it seems like you're doing my bit. Oh no. I no, just... actually, I forget. I take that back. You're the one who does the bits that fail. Uh I don't you we know your bits fail. My bits fail and I think they they land. And I have yes, I have
1: just yeah, in myself. Uh, mine is much healthier cuz I accept my failure immediately. That <laughs> is unwarranted. I'm coming I'm coming into it pride. without any hope or pride or any, any sense of success or possibility of success. It, I know it's going to be an awkward disaster. Uh, Irish beautiful crickets. Irish crickets, beautiful disaster. Oh, speaking of yeah,
0: crickets. oh that was three eleven day. They speak. Oh, crickets. Yeah, you got yeah. the lunch lady. I I didn't even know she would do. She sent you a little Valentine to my office. Was, to care of it, you.
1: <laughs> yes, it-, it was so kind of her. Um, and uh, did you eat? It yet? They look delicious. There's a uh some salt and vinegar, uh bacon and cheese and um um or yeah salt and vinegar bacon and cheese what was the other one I was just looking at I was going oh, to So God. You don't here's the problem. There. and I was going to eat them on the I was going to just start popping Ugh. them in my mouth on the show and just crunch away on crickets cuz I know it would gross you out. I'm like oh, I'll do that and then I'll do a little video put on like me eating crickets on cuz it's just food, you know. <laughs> Um, I know you
0: eat that Filipino barbecue. I don't think it's much different.
1: I, I used to eat these all the time. You just get a bag of them, you dump in a pan of butter, and you fry them up. They're delicious. Were the Boy, bag you like, got living? Well, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. What? What do what, you think? Your cow comes pre dead. <sighs> your your chicken is just. My chicken oh. does come pre dead. Yes, yes.
0: So does my all cow. Right.
1: Not, not, not from A to B, and eventually it, it meets its end.
0: Yes, but I'm not the one ending it, Squeezer.
1: Oh, you're one of them, huh? Yeah, I'm not, no, no, no. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not exactly either. I'm not about to put a bolt through a cow's head and get a glass of milk, but uh, crickets are different. They're not human. Well, not I, really, I still chickens. don't believe
0: now you eat these because you... I want to see it happen. I'm gonna bark. Well, here's the it,
1: here's but. the thing. So I was gonna eat them on the show, and I was the packaging is adorable because they even like break down like, oh, here's the thigh, here's the leg, here's the wing. You know, like it's kind of cute, um, but there's a warning label on the bottom that says, um, "Do not consume. Uh, maybe uh, sensitive or dangerous to people with shellfish allergy." Ah, and I am, I am, I don't think I do. When was it, it the was last and time conclusive. you had and crickets. Mrs. Squeezer? Sorry, what?
0: When was the last time you had crickets? Because you uh, were eating, the, you were eating the whole ocean prior to you finding yeah, out oh, you were I, allergic. I was,
1: uh, I was, sweeping the floor clean. I was making little Lisa uh, slurry. <laughs> In your um, belly. And it it was probably like. When was I probably back there? Last time was like two thousand, maybe. So it's been at least twenty years. So I had a good fried cricket. Um and when was the last time you had shellfish that you had an outbreak? Uh so would it would have been that I know of. Shit, when did I get married? Eight nine thirteen like eight and a half years or something like that. Because it happened right before uh, our wedding. and Because it was after I had already picked out the little crab puffs uh, for my wedding. And mm. then before my wedding, uh, I couldn't have the crab I puffs. I just remember... It was somewhere in there. It was during Iron Pig season. Yes. And you came and in it came, sullen, yeah. sad. I was, I've never been so devastated in my life. Um, my My basic diet consists of um, red meat, fried foods and shellfish and alc and beer and you took one of those core uh, keystones away from me the four keystones of the squeezer diet. Now um,
0: shellfish is just a fancy term for water bugs yeah, yes yeah.
1: all those terrifying things you see on deadliest cats right
0: and, there's no they're no um, different than uh, uh, eating like a locust, eating a shrimp yeah,
2: or, yeah
1: they, they 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 are the vacuum cleaners of the ocean. Yeah, I do not. But eat they're those delicious. Either,
0: oh god,
1: crab is like a giant spider.
0: Uh, I hate swims. spiders, but
1: I do like a crab. I don't know if I would eat a spider though. Mm. Um, so I, I'm gonna wait maybe tomorrow uh, when I'm at work. I'll do it. I'll eat them on the clock. That way. Um, <laughs> How about you? Just it was a
0: nice gesture. From the lunch lady. I want
1: it. No, I need to eat them. Yeah, I feel I would feel guilty not to. And I it's a good way. I'm like, hey, honey, I ate crickets. I can have I can have some crab and lobster now. Yeah, but I really don't care that? about shrimp. Shrimp can go f off. They're like the lowly unless, you know, they're just a big plate of them sitting out there. And I'll <laughs> house them. But um, I do like them in my pasta. So, yeah, shrimp would be good, too. But I, my thought is tomorrow there's going to be an ambulance in the building. Oh! I'll just walk up and like, "Hey, Mr. Paramedic, sir," and just you know. Yeah, but
0: wait—they wait, don't come for
1: basketball, do they? Uh, no, nah, they, they weren't there. They weren't there. They might have been outside. Mm. They have to be there. They—they they always have to be there. they will be a trainer. <laughs> or is that just football where they're always there? Football, they're always there because the you know head because you know concussions, yeah, break your neck, yeah. Shit. Well, that goes against my plan. All right. I'll wait till the next hockey game and then I'll just like well, walking through the loading dock, just eating a couple box of crickets. So have that's... a short little conversation, feel my throat seize up. I'm like, hey, can you guys give me a ride down the street? I'm uh, I'm about to die. That's Saturday. Then Saturday, you'll eat the crickets. All right. Saturday, I'll eat the crickets. <laughs> no, wait. Are you there Saturday? Yes, sir. All right. Saturday. I'm not like I'm not like all those other people <laughs> that make fun of me for not working and not work. <laughs> I'm actually working. I, I'm there with you.
0: I was, uh, you, you got to leave a little early today and get home to the, to the little squeeze
1: How did that go? Oh, it was, oh, she was so ha- It was adorable. Right. She was very excited to see daddy at the
0: bus yeah, stop. It's been a long, it's, and you know what? Did you see what I put on our crewmaster today?
1: I did not. Oh boy. Yeah.
0: Kit spend, kiss him goodbye. Cause you're not going to see him until spring. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, I can't. I, I oh, Okay. Yeah, don't hopefully she's not listening. I already told her that's oh, not gonna be that bad. This is the worst of it. Why? Why would you tell her that? Uh, Did you forget about the state have, tournament? To have her stop yelling at me. Uh,
0: we haven't done it in like two years. Like I know it's been a while, and now it's it's we have next week. That's it, and then starting starting the weekend, the district tournament starts, and then um. Oh, we don't. We don't have any pigtail rounds, so you won't have to work Tuesday.
1: Oh, I love pigtails.
0: I know. So our first game will be Friday and Saturday. Cowtails. Districts end March fifth, Squeezer, and then March eighth. And you were the one who said you wanted to go to Hershey with us. Don't let her hear that. I mean, I made she you I... go to Hershey. <laughs> I yeah. He told you you had no. I'm, I'm
1: an integral part of the crew.
0: You are an integral part of the crew. I'll we'll second that. Yes,
1: I am. I am. I am like the the jester, if you will. Mm, that's
0: local funny man.
1: No, no, he he's wow. Uh, he worse, really is. in a
0: jester. I made we made him go to Columbus with us just to entertain us. <laughs> Dance monkey. Yeah, right. Well,
1: gorilla. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I you could be really mean. I'll let you be mean and say some bigger animal. And...
1: I just did. Man,
0: oh. gorillas are like muscular, and
1: that's true. I've seen them throw a, a tractor tire. That's it's crazy. He's like a poo bear. Yeah. Any anywho's
0: um, hey, uh, that's yeah. I just wanted to, wanted to know. yeah I I it, I was I couldn't leave any earlier I left I left early too around six because we had our Valentine's date tonight. Oh, and I said that yes. wrong on purpose. It's Valentine's. I'm I'm not an idiot. But yeah, we well. went to we went to Hibachi. Ooh, oh, it
3: was delicious.
0: Yeah. she's
1: a. Little... That's what I got to get tested out for because uh, next year I will be attending the. Uh most wonderful what the hell they call that magical place on earth or some shit like that so oh disney
0: yeah you're going to yeah.
1: disney you didn't tell me yeah. this uh well we're still working it out but it's going to happen are you going to go uh, the same time as jason and Munch, so you're all there together uh i'm looking for the the best time to to go the lowest uh amount of traffic people. i think is in like mid-february-ish
0: yeah so. i mean there's there's like a 90 percent chance you'll be there when jason's there
1: anyway so well yeah yeah but really all i want to do is like just go to that uh, the hibachi there the in japan and epcot and she pointed out to me it's like you know we have like six of those around us um, all yeah, right and uh, just trying to uh, yeah, find it's the not silver the lining same. honey it's not the they, same
0: they don't put your rice in the
1: shape of a Mickey had an A1 Steakhouse. Yeah. I, I don't know if they no. do that. I'm just assuming. I don't think they do. It was the only time I ever saw my grandfather drink was at the Oh, I forgot you Japan. went there
0: as a kid and enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, it was like 96 we went. <clears throat> and he drank He drank a Budweiser in Japan. Not a Soparo? I've never seen the man drink a beer other than that.
0: No, you weren't in really... Let, let me just clarify for other listeners. Squeezer really wasn't in Japan. He was in some... Shithole plastic Disney remake of Japan—that's probably about 500 square feet in Disney World.
1: Yeah, 500 e- effectively used square feet.
0: Yeah, I've—I once heard people say, "Why would you go to Oktoberfest in Germany? You could go do that in, in uh what's it called, Epcot, Epcot Center. What does Epcot stand uh, for? I don't know. Uh, it's like E. Every- Ep- Uh, It stands for something.
1: Hold on. It stands for... uh, Googling with the rad years. uh, Yeah, but they don't have little purple dragons flying around in Germany. Well, I guess if you drink enough beer, they do. It stands for... Why
0: doesn't this just... Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. Hmm. Yes. He was trying to, you know... Make a, a a community where only people he approved of could live. Ah, uh, yes. You know.
1: Well, it it was very much like initially uh, the the world of tomorrow. I can't do it. I'm gonna
0: try. We didn't. I don't I think did. we went to Epcot the one time. The one day I was in Disney World and hated it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Even as a kid, I liked it more than it. Like I was like, oh fuck this Magic Kingdom.
0: Why don't you do the girls a favor and take them to Tokyo, the real Japan?
1: Yeah. No. Do you have any idea what a pain in the ass it is to go out to get, like, pick up groceries at Giant? Not like go grocery shopping, get them in the car, drive to the grocery store, park in a spot, text them that I'm there. They put them in my trunk and then I drive home. That is a two and a half hour trip, and I, I am four minutes from the grocery store.
0: And you're planning to take them to Disney World.
1: Well, you can. They have a special uh, cargo containers for kids. It's you just put little cat ears and a tail on them. Tell the guy at the desk it's a cat. <laughs> they put them underneath the plane. You just you know kick back, put a mask on, and sleep it's not pressurized hours. down there. You know that. Ah, that'd be fine. Hold your breath. <laughs> we fly. I think they fly low enough. Okay. Give her a little coat. That'll be fine. I'm not actually going to do that to my children. Don't send CPS on me.
0: So you're doing the... Pl- is this something that they want to do or is it something... Well,
1: yeah. I got two little girls. Yeah, they want to go to... Actually, they... I don't know if they realize it's a place yet. Kind of pull the this, wool is, over their is eyes. is and- something
0: you want to do for them?
1: Yes. Yes. Because... It, and really, it's not even for them. It's for us to take pictures of them so then we can post on social media and show other people what wonderful parents we are. Uh-huh, uh-huh, That's why we're doing it. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know...
0: Uh, I could Photoshop them in, in Disney World just as easily for
1: you. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. can't, 10 years, get you could be like, re- carrier.
0: remember when we went to Disney World? And they'll be like, what? And just show them those Photoshop pictures. They won't know. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> I got my tickets for the Batman already. I got them last Ooh, week. Oh,
1: look at you, Mr. Fancy Pants.
0: Going Thursday, March 3rd. We got a we got a long day that day. Uh trip to Hershey in the morning, Batman Ooh. at night. Doing a walk through of Hershey squeezer.
1: Ah, nice. And you're gonna get uh, you go see the cows. It's technically a ride through. Oh, <laughs> they they sing to you.
0: Yeah, Jake does that every time we go down there. I have never done it's it because it's free. I mean, and you, you get you get, uh, you get a, a free chocolate bar at the end, end. like a fun sized yeah. chocolate bar at the end. Yeah. All
1: right. I once got a new uh, new release, Hershey, Hershey Kish. Kiss? Kiss? Hershey Kish. Kiss? I'm like, what the? F-? One Hershey Kish? I rode that ride for one Hershey Kish.
0: Kiss. Kish. Jeez. What new release Kish was it?
1: I don't know. It was like, <laughs> I had stripes, so I had to go back it again to get more. <laughs> Sir, this is your eighth time. Just yes. give me a handful of the kisses and you won't see me anymore. You know we sell them in a bag, right? I'm like, yes, but... I purchase that
0: I, you don't see me buying drinks when there's a stream right across the street do you yeah yeah my
1: god lady ah
0: so what did you do for valentine's for mrs squeezer
1: this is uh, my throw. i said happy valentine's day she goes <laughs> yeah and i went to work oh god what? It's a crock of shit. Who cares? Well, I'm aware it's a crock of shit, but it
0: gives us a topic every every year.
1: Oh, sorry. That, that was my topic.
0: <laughs> yeah. I well, I, I I still do nice things. I got.
1: Uh, I do nice things too. I went to work so I can you know keep a roof over our so heads. You could buy that Disney trip next. Happy year. Valentine's Day. Yeah, that's, I'm real romantic.
0: Yeah, well, all these games coming up should help you afford that trip next year. I don't know, if you just yeah. look at Crew maps.
1: Oh, no, they're all these are paying to cut down the goddamn trees behind my house. <coughs> I don't know why you just don't tackle that job on your own. Because I want to live.
0: Well, um, we got some nice comments. Uh, the Rug Brothers was listening to our summer blockbuster show from the summer, and they said... Was just catching up on listening to this one on my drive home, I gotta say. I love the flow of Squeezer breaking down the pieces of the movie and then, bam, RK hits us up with the background of what other movies it was going up against in the theater. Awesome teamwork. Thank you, guys. Yeah, Uh, we planned that. Yeah, I know. We did it. Center of the Pizza Roll said, where are all the candy soda reviews? That's true. I I, I do owe some candy soda reviews. Um, CFX2015 says... I'm not sure if this was mentioned on last week's app, Super Bowl commercial, but you need to watch the Andy Samberg Palm Springs movie from 2020. I have. I love it. It is a reimagining of the Groundhog Day theme. It is dark timeline version of Groundhog Day, where they acknowledge maybe you're in a time loop. You suck some D. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's true. He did go gay. That's right. Right. Um, I didn't realize. I guess I ripped off a movie I saw. Andy Samberg does suck some D and have a gay affair in Palm Springs. The movie would no. be right up R.K.'s alley plus J.K. Simmons, who constantly tries to kill any saber. Yeah. Uh, Palms Ring's on Hulu. It's a really good movie. Also, Happy Death Day is a version of uh, Groundhog Day without sucking any D or fucking groundhogs. So, Yeah. Um, and then... We get comments from time to time. Nice comments on uh, Apple Podcast uh, and rating. You could rate us on uh, Spotify. You could be, leave a comment and subscribe and uh, hit the notification bell on YouTube. Or you could uh, just email me and tell me to go fuck myself for all this, you know, begging. I'm RK at roundears.com. A couple of you emailed me about wanting Lunch Lady and Little Squeezer t-shirts. And we're going to try to Make that happen. Uh, I got we got nope nope no new no new uh, reviews on Apple iTunes Apple Podcasts. So uh, you go there and rate and review us. It helps us helps other people find the show. So it helps us. Uh, maybe it doesn't help us. Maybe more people listening isn't good for us. But <laughs> you know that's <laughs> that's for our, that's for a different time to dissect. I digress. Let's start the show, Squeezer. All right. Uh, you go first this week. Uh, yes. Yes. Here's your first pick on retro romance.
2: Today, four unpredictable couples will be competing to win on the new newlywed game. And now, here's the star of the new newlywed game, Bobby Thank you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the all-new Newlywed Game. I want you to meet my couples because we have four delightful couples who are ready to bear their soul for a toaster or something like that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh.
0: <laughs> for a toaster or something like that. Brian, uh, what up?
1: Hi. We made it to a live show. Yeah. We need to go. Ah, yes. Bob Eubanks, uh, the original host of the Newlywed Game and then returned uh, in the '80s, and then also in the '90s, and then some special episodes in the 2000s, um, and then like five other people like squeezed in throughout. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, the show has been on since '66. Um, when did it finally get the axe? I don't know because I don't think it's still on. Uh it in. If it is, it's like there's no reason to because yeah, I think 2013 was the final run of it. Um Okay. But it's still, you know, Game Show Network loves that kind of <laughs> stuff. So so free prepaid for. Yes, Brian, making whoopee. You've heard the phrase, right? From morning call from that thing from Mall Rats, I heard it. You heard it there? Well, it originated on uh, the newlywed game.
0: Well that's what they were kind of mimic making fun of on uh Truth or Date. Which was in date,
1: Yes, uh, it was Bob <coughs> Eubanks' way of getting around the censors uh, uh, and the networks and all the rules and regulations because you couldn't even say mm. like make love or have sex or do it or touch each other in a well, you know, we private wa- way. We watched the movie Being the
0: Ricardos. Mm-hmm. It's on Amazon. It's really fucking good. If you grew up with Nick and Night, I Love Lucy. Give, watch this movie. It's really... like Nicole Kidman is is Lucille Ball. It's fucking insane. And it reminds us how they weren't even allowed to have their beds put together. They weren't allowed to sleep in the same bed. They weren't allowed yes. to have her be pregnant on
1: the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, fucking white people, man. It's...
1: Yeah. Oh, because all of a sudden... Oh, she's pregnant. Oh, let's all just start getting pregnant. Because... Lucio Ball, but I see it. It's, it. was a very strange time. Um, really, I, I'm just trying to find my footing. And <laughs> that was really accidental. Just be, that was oh, okay. accidental. It was an accident. It was yeah, an accident. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, my throat feels itchy. <laughs> um, psychosomatic, I know it. Mm. Uh, it was produced. By Chuck Barris, who gave us—I don't know—The Gong Show. Every game show ever, and was gong also show. working for the CIA, I believe, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe so. I—I uh, don't, I don't. Is that true? Uh, who knows? I mean, he says he didn't, so it must be true. Because if you ask anyone if they work for the CIA, they—everyone says no. I thought he said he did. Did he? Oh, he said he did. They said he didn't. Yes. Oh, then he probably didn't. Unless he didn't. He did and he didn't. Maybe he's a double secret agent kind of thing. You know, to throw it off. Like, he's just working working with them to say he is, for them to say he isn't, but he really is, to make other people that are working for them make mm-hmm. it look like they're not working for them. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah? yeah? It's a possibility. Yo, it all checks out here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, newlywed game uh it's all about uh divorce because uh, that's what it basically led to multiple times um it, you had your newly wed couples within a year of marriage and you had uh the husbands and wives they'd be separated they'd ask questions to them like what your spouse would answer i'm not gonna lie i get kind of nervous watching it. i'm like oh shit i don't know if i would even do this married for what go on a nine years Or something like that um, And then they, you know Compare, give their answers And they write their answer on a piece of paper Because, you know, you know of graphics back then And you know what? They didn't have uh, What the hell is uh, Not at your sketch It's the shit that they use on Nick Arcade Oh, Magnadoodle. Magna you talked about it on the Magna show Doodles. You did a yeah. whole segment on it I know, that was, like, two weeks ago. Jeez, give me a break. My brain can only retain so much at a time. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's like my iCloud account. Like, I just got to slowly <laughs> delete, like, one picture at a time, just enough <laughs> to upload sound clips. Hmm. Um, and uh, they they would argue, and sometimes, oh, there's a chuckle, you know, and they would win, like, some appliance or something like that. Um, I remember... Uh, You know, especially early on, seventies, eighties, it's like, oh, home stereos, oh my god, because you know that was a thing. Now it's like, who even? You maybe you have a sound bar if you're fancy. If not, you know, and if you're married, each of you are just walking around with AirPods and just not talking to each other and listening to a podcast. So, uh, there is one episode in particular (coughs) just. Just google the if you if you have the time and want to be uncomfortable. Just google 1972 Newlywed Game episode maybe. Yeah. And it, it it's the most uncomfortable all the couples by the end of it's guaranteed none of them were married a month out. Like it was very just bitter, passive aggressive. They couldn't get the answers right. No one got anything right. They were taking shots at each other. Um, what was the one question? It was, uh, "If name a contest that your wife would play second in, even if she wasn't, if she was the only contestant." And they all said beauty pageant. Ooh, <laughs> you're not even married a year. Like it clearly. Like it's. I, I'm guessing all these people that are married within a year have like a nine month old like this didn't seem like it was a good idea for any of these people to get married and it gets really awkward and uncomfortable it's good tv it's really good tv uh and it ran forever ran from uh 66 through uh up through the 70s, and then it was rebranded as the new newlywed game uh, for, like, two years in the 80s, and it's back to the newlywed game. They tinkered around with, like, the, the payouts and stuff, and it didn't work, and they just went back to the old model, and they changed some things back again. But it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, it's one of the, those go-to, if you were watching Game Show Network or uh, just as a kid, like, the reruns of it, cuz I don't know if I ever actually watched these live when it was on. I always feel like it was always felt like there were reruns. Cuz I know I would I, I don't think Card Sharks was on the air by the time I was even born, but I've watched way too much Card Sharks. I don't know what Card Sharks is. Uh it's a game where you they like pick cards. I it, I don't even know how the hell they play, but it was on in the 70s. And I believe Bob Eubanks even uh, hosted that if I'm correct. I think I'm right on that, right? I don't know. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Yeah, card sharks.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, uh, and then uh, yeah, uh, he, uh, Bob Eubanks is still with it. He's 84 years old. I didn't know that. I I felt really bad because I'm like, oh, when did Bob Eubanks die? I'm like, oh, he didn't. Oops. Um. So hi, Bob. Oh, Bob's watching. Yeah, listening. It's a podcast. Listening. Um, Well, no, YouTube right now. He could be watching. Well, he's not. No, he doesn't have time for that. He's too busy making whoopee.
0: (laughs) God damn! Motherfucker, make whoopee like a motherfucker.
1: Okay. Anything else? No, that was my out. I I thought that's pretty clean. Roll the next clip, but okay. Here's my thanks. Yep.
2: One hundred and three. David, take ten. Two draft, too dark. I need color. One-on-three, David, take three. Cut. No, get that off. It's wrong. No time! Cut. No gray. Take twenty-two. What do you want me to do? Change wardrobe. David, take forty. Give me Tommy jeans. I need color in.
0: Oh yeah, give me Tommy jeans. God god, god damn pal, I need Tommy jeans. Tommy Hilfiger. We all thought I think Tommy Hilfiger was making some sort of weird comeback, Squeezer. Oh.
1: Squeezer's not potted up. Oh, it's okay. I didn't add anything to that. I just, oh.
0: Hmm. Um, I don't understand how fashion designers work. Tommy Hilfiger is not the time he started it, but it's not owned by him anymore. I don't know. It, it was founded in 1985, but mm-hmm. in the mid-90s, Tommy Hilfiger became, did you have any Tommy Hilfiger clothes, Squeezer?
1: Uh, I think I had like a, a shirt.
0: Yeah, the polos were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now you rarely catch me dead in a
1: polo. And I didn't buy it. Like it was like my mom, like that was like your oh your, uh, not necessarily school picture. Maybe it was school picture day. You know, it's like here, put on this shirt. It's nice. Uh, I don't know. I thought I think I I
0: liked I I wanted to wear like I had like two shirts, but I liked wearing Tommy Hilfiger. It was cool. I bought into that. Yeah,
1: I, I was never cool, so.
0: I'm not saying I was cool. <laughs> I'm saying it was cool to wear Tommy Hilfiger. Oh. oh, it didn't have any effect on me. And I wore the Tommy Hilfiger Tommy Boy cologne squeezer. Ooh. We talked about my first cologne. I um, uh,
1: I might have worn it once or twice. Uh, polo- there was a sample in the magazine.
0: Polo Sport. Um, <laughs> sample in the magazine.
1: <laughs> what? You didn't just keep? Like, you didn't have like the top drawer in your dresser, like just a. Bunch of ripped out pages of cologne that you'd then. You I don't know, know where I, I wasn't. I, I didn't really. My, my mom was
0: going to give me magazines. She paid for WWF magazine when I was a kid. And then, like, she's like, nope. no. you just,
1: wherever you find one, it's like you're at the like barbershop or the grocery <laughs> store, you just rip the page out.
0: And just rub that paper on your neck. Yeah. Hmm.
1: It didn't work, just so you're aware.
0: Hmm. <clears throat> um,. No, uh, like, so I would wear, like, a Tommy Boy cologne, and uh, back then it was, like, you know, a, a bottle would last you, like, maybe a week. <laughs> oh, God, those poor teachers. Like, 10 of us kids, maybe 20 of us boys coming in wearing more cologne than, uh, you know, I, they just must have gone home with a headache every day is all I'm saying. Uh,
1: eyes burning.
0: Oh, Yeah. Uh, but it was quite popular. I didn't really. I had a a fleece. Remember how fleece was like the big thing? Oh yeah. Yeah, like tech fleece. I had a Tommy Hilfiger fleece. I bought at the Allentown Fair a Tommy Hilfiger knockoff watch. It was like, just like a <laughs> cheap silver watch and had a little Tommy Hilfiger logo. The logo fell off. It was like it was, and then it was uh, like like a was ra- like
1: th- was it like red on the left, white on the right? What do you mean? Like the logo?
0: The logo was like a flag
1: yeah that, that it was, was like a white and red flag it was right? white
0: red, and blue on the two tops, yeah yeah
1: they so just like like they flipped it, oh
0: oh, I don't even I'm not that quick to pick that up. <laughs> this is my tommy Jill <laughs> watch <laughs> um and i i I hated wearing a watch too, so it didn't work um and 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 when the when the logo just like fell off and rattled inside, it was uh. Yeah. I was just such a poser. It's not, like my family didn't have money, you know. I had one 20 twenty dollar Tommy Hilfiger polo shirt that, um, I don't know. I I was doing my own laundry at the time, and I didn't have color fat. <clears throat> I didn't have that color saving detergent. So you know, you wash that pick polo one time and it starts losing its color. Not the same. Well, the polos were like what I wore in middle school at some point. Well, I mean, wasn't it part of your uniform? No, no. This was after I got kicked out. Uh, like, I didn't, I didn't oh. understand. I didn't understand what fashion or like, like designer clothing was, and I didn't because you wore uniforms. Mm-hmm. And you do. You wore whatever your mom bought you at the fucking outlets. You know, when you weren't wearing uniforms. You yeah, know, but I didn't even wear like my sneakers were like, yeah, my dad bought us Reebok pumps in '93, and my mom like flipped shit, but she let us keep them. But normally it was like LA Gears or LA lights or, or Mario Brothers shoes bought at James Way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: You know, I didn't it wasn't until I had a clover. Yeah, Clover too. Wasn't until seventh grade. I got my first pair of Nikes and they were uh uh um Ken Griffey's at uh at the Foot Locker at the Whitehall Mall squeezer.
1: Ooh, I I remember where that was at roughly.
0: Yeah, so um i did yeah then i started wearing brands and uh, you know uh, my mom's my parents they had to buy nike socks because they were cool like why am i buying these like now i like i go to target and i fill a cart with like <laughs> as many like no show black socks as i can fit in there the target brand mm-hmm. i want this you know why would i pay money for socks <laughs> with the logo yeah, yeah. they're fucking socks I still buy Nike shoes cuz to me they're most most comfortable.
1: Yeah, it's it's a comfort thing. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like my uh my Adidas.
0: I hate Adidas. They don't they don't just uh, sit right on my feet. Uh. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a cozy. Nike guy. Um, but yeah. So Tommy Hilfiger was and anyway, anyway, the reason why this is so. My first dance I ever went to, like my romantic dance, it was. Ooh, I think it was either the eighth or the ninth grade semi-formal.
1: Um, so you could wear jeans.
0: No, we still, you you so we wore like, like business casual. I guess it was. It was like it was like a
1: tie. Ah,
0: so I had. You going to a steakhouse? <laughs> I had khakis. A white shirt on and a tie, and there was it was at the Tommy Hilfiger outlet. I, I saved my money, I bought it myself. I looked like, and I I didn't understand what sizes were back then. You know, I still bought. I wore I wear medium <laughs> now, but I wore XL back then when I was half my size. So well, I was
1: I thought that was the mandatory uh, old navy look. Yeah, well, I look like I'm wearing like a hot air balloon. <laughs> <to this day. laughs>
0: Uh, and the only time I touched my date was uh, to put my arm around her when we took our formal picture. So yeah, that uh-huh. was, that's how well did, that did. Did, did the look on
1: her face show <laughs> that was the first time?
0: Um, I I don't I really did.
1: did she know <clears throat> she was
0: your date. Yeah, yeah. We we agreed to okay. go together. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but as friends and
1: uh, was, nothing yeah. else. I guess we'll take a picture. See, I like my TJ Maxx tie shirt combos, so I know it's going to match.
0: <laughs> I'm in a good place now. I don't ever best. have to wear any of that shit, ever. I put my one, I have my one meeting shirt, my one button down I have. I wore it tonight for our date. Ah. Yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. It's my meeting shirt. My I have one button down. But my, I have two suits that are crumbled up on balls on the bottom of my closet floor. I don't have to wear that shit. I I got to a point in my life. where Well, I, we were in a career where you don't have to. like, yeah. you, you get made fun of if you dress up.
1: Yeah, like Mrs. Mrs. Squeezer. I I went there. Like she she does. She takes care of the laundry. I do the dishes. Like we split duties. Like I clean the kitchen. She does the laundry. So when you when I say hey, clean my hoodies, it's like it don't. I'm not being like ah, oh, hey woman, you get up there. No. Just. It, just <laughs> I, don't of, to, I don't know how There's a lot of grease stains water. in them. <laughs> I don't know how the washer and dryer works. So there's a lot of buttons on it. It's like a touch screen. I'm, I'm like a book. T- here, give her a little oh. tip.
0: Dawn dish soap will take out those grease stains. <laughs> it's too late now. They're set in. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, like I had to go to her. I'm like, hey, honey, uh, I'm really busy with work this week. So um, can you wash all my hoodies? Do a load of hoodies. I, yeah. It's my workload, like m- my friends, my, you know, my, my, my family, like my brother-in-law like like they have like dry cleaning bills and like an account and like they have to take their suits in and get their sh- shirts pressed mm-hmm. and they have a variety of different dress shoes that are that go with those outfits
0: what is martinizing I think that's done too what's that I don't know I just you see it mm. martinizing oh then it's like I'm not even gonna answer oh, you what is it
1: oh. Uh Martinizing dry cleaning. Dry cleaning topology? The know.
0: clean to clean using martinizing dry cleaning process. Oh, it's dry cleaning. Oh. Mm. Okay. Is martinized different than dry cleaning?
1: Martinized dry cleaning is an upscale dry cleaning. <coughs> Ooh. Oh, it's a franchise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, I don't I just jeans and a hoodie and uh pair of sneakers it goes a long way um, um i
0: literally change into my night hoodies before i go to bed i have three mm-hmm. t-shirts i have my my work my my good work hoodies and i come home and change in my sweatpants and my yeah. home hoodies
1: if i if i want to get dressed up i'll put my bubble <coughs> vest over my hoodie if it's uh like a formal occasion
0: yeah yeah. Oh, man. poor poor enchantress poor mrs squeezer <laughs> Yeah. I live my life in a hoodie. Every single day of my life. Like,
1: our our idea of not looking like a bum is to not wear two hoodies at the same time. <laughs>
0: yeah,
4: or, or or three five. at the same
1: time, or five at the same time. <laughs> and you say, "Who would do that?" <laughs> uh, um I'll I'll start putting down a list of names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this layer <of> the hoodies. <laughs>
0: You know, at least we wash our hoodies too.
1: Yes. Oh no, no, I I do, and and that's why the stains are set in. But,
0: um, yes, my closet has gone from, uh, you know, some uh, like maybe ten, twenty years ago, you know, dress shirts, you know, some hoodies, to, uh, you know, button downs that aren't necessarily dress shirts, but just you know, button downs and you know some polos and maybe more hoodies to. Even more hoodies. And then the advent of the T shirt hoodie from American Eagle. Those came into my life and those are my like spring fall hoodies and summer hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's uh I have I wear a lot of hoodies. I'm wearing one right now, a hoodie t shirt. Ah, nice. And it's the same one I had. I took I, I took it off to put my button down for my meeting shirt on for dinner and then I came home and I put back my hoodie t-shirt. Alright, Squeezer. Here's your second pet.
2: Two notorious outlaws on one outrageous crime spree. Fade Dunaway, Warren Beatty, Bonnie and Clyde. 1020 Eastern on the Superstation Monday night. Bert! That car belonged to Bonnie and Clyde. Show a little respect.
0: Uh-huh. What'd Bert do with that money? I don't, oh, I forgot. I, not, you didn't do it. They didn't show him do anything with it.
1: I don't think so. I think it was just a, that was a throwaway at the start of the episode, right? Mm-hmm. That's a Mr. Plow episode, right? I, yes, I think so. It is, because like, that's also with the bat, Batman. The Batmobile, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, so the Bonnie and Clyde, the Bonnie and Clyde car, it's, this is such a weird, we are a weird ass people. Um, they He was a <clears throat> vicious murderer, and then they were brutally gunned down in a hail of bullets, and the media just swept him up and made him uh, into the great American antihero, and people have been profiting off of their corpses and bullet-riddled car ever since. I don't know anything
0: um, about Bonnie
1: and Clyde. It's, it's a good story, and it it is... Uh, she was eh, she, she i mean she is guilty of being involved i don't think she has any kills to her name um but it got to the point where they were trying to hunt them down and they were like if you pulled them over as a cop you were dead mm-hmm. like they weren't getting taken that way so they there was an amp, they used to have family friends and ambushed them and i think it was 112 shots um that they fired in the car, including uh, a uh, using a BAR, which is like the heavy machine gun of its time. Um, oh, for the uh, 19... What the hell year was that? When they die. 1934, yeah. Um, and, I mean, it, it, the whole story, it, it's... You have them just running, you know, Robin uh, robbing banks all over the uh South Night like, through Texas. And th- your good guy, uh his name Frank Hammer. It's like literally like, oh, we need a we need a stock character. Let's call our, our government man Frank Hammer. Max Payne. Max yes. power. Max power. Um and uh yeah, they, they were brutally gunned down. It's not like in the movie where Warren Beatty gets out and, then like, dies for cover and Faye Dunaway is like, oh, my God, no, and they have this moment. No, they were still in the car. And it was more like uh, Sonny getting ripped apart uh, than anything else. Mm. Um, but then, so, <laughs> they there was supposed to be a bounty for them. Uh, and... i don't know what the deal was where the marshals that got them maybe it's because they were government agents didn't get the bounty but like they were under contracts it's like well you get something so like they got to basically pick the site clean The guy the the rangers that gunned them down so they went and like just took their shit like whatever money they had in the car their guns they towed the car away and they just kept it for themselves little mementos and stuff basically to get paid for doing the job it was i know it was 1930s but this is still kind of wild west ish mm-hmm. you know like it was still that wild west gangster era kind of blended into each other in this place uh but then the car bumped around and it uh like you see in the simpsons uh where it's at the car show and there was a ton of replicas out there and people trying to pass it off as, uh, you know, the car, and try to make a buck off of it. But the, the original car, you could still, it would travel the country, and go to like, like, uh, county fairs and stuff. And you can go and sit in the Bonnie and Clyde car and take a picture. <clears throat> like, I don't know if I want to do that. Like, do you want to go sit in someone's death car? Um,
0: depends on whose death car,
1: Bonnie and Clyde's. no, I don't know who they are, okay <laughs> um, but yeah, like his blood stains are like the the blood stains are still in the car, yeah, um, well, yeah, you get grossed at walking down the underwater aisle in a salvation <laughs> Army, so. yeah, God forbid, um. <laughs> um but uh, then it found its way into a casino in Prim, Nevada. Um, and there it stayed for a while. And they all the authenticity plaques, like this is the one because there are so many knockoffs and stuff. Um, they even pay homage to it. And one of, one of my favorite uh, games in Fallout New Vegas, there's a casino in Prim. And they have a little, uh, not, not Bonnie and Clyde, I forgot what they call them. But yeah, they got a... a bullet riddled car right there so it it supersedes the you know pop it not supersedes pop culture it is pop culture it's everywhere they made movies there's tv shows the merchandise they the merchandise they made off of these dead criminals is ridiculous and now if you want to see it you can go to the uh, FBI exhibit at the Ronald Reagan Institute um it's at the Reagan uh Library and museum. The FBI has a "From Al Capone to Al Qaeda" exhibit going on right now, um, and I guess I don't know if they got it on lease. I'm a, I'm assuming it's the real car because the FBI would never lie to us uh, that it, that it's not. But uh, it's on it's on display there, uh, and you can take pictures of it. You can't. They don't let you go in the car anymore and take pictures. You we know, just take hell. away all our fun. And it just though, though this world just isn't the same. If you can't... I, I know they say, like, you know, back in my day. Well, guess what? Back in my day, you used to be able to take funny pictures in a dead person's car. And now, uh, it's just... The world's getting too soft. Too soft.
0: All right. Is that it? That's it. Here we go with my next
2: pick. Yeah, you know what, I like the players, no dickity, no doubt,
1: play on play at, play on play at, yo Trey drop the verse.
4: It's going down, face a black street. The homies got at me. Collab creations, bump like
0: agony. No doubt, I put it. Ah, so no diggity. Music video. Now these <laughs> dances, I wore my hot air balloon too, <laughs> Squeezer. her. Hot, <laughs> the hottest song of said dance was when No Diggity came on. That got people going. You know, it was ow when No Diggity came on. Mm hmm. Know what I mean?
1: I mean, I I, I I saw it from the back. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, no, well, yeah. I, I saw it from the, the side that all the guys are standing on. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, I like this song because Little Penny was in the video playing the piano. Yes. 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 Little Penny was a Nike gimmick made to sell Anthony Hardaway, Penny Hardaway's uh, sneakers. And it was voiced by Chris Rock, and it was fucking hysterical. Uh, so the beat to No Diggity was initially offered to Tupac for his Death Row debut, All Eyes on Me. Uh, but with Dre leaving the label, he sold the beat to Teddy Riley. Upon the release of the finished recording of Black Street. Tupac and Death Row responded with a diss track containing numerous insults aimed at Dr. Dre over the instrumental sampling No Diggity, but were forced to replace the production after Blackstreet issued the label with a cease and desist order stopping them from distributing the song. An updated version of this response, Toss It Up, would be released under Machiavelli alias just days after his death featuring Aaron Holt. A lot of uh, a lot of people think Tupac faked his death. Squeezer, that was big back when this song came out.
1: No, I know. Well, I was still waiting for him to come out at Super Bowl. I thought it was all just a big ruse, setting it up for I know, still, basically 25 years laying low to show yeah, up at Super Bowl. Yeah, I
0: still enjoyed that performance. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, the music video for the song was directed by Hype Williams. Um, they're at this, you know, this beach house. There's uh, black limousines, a lot of uh, close-ups, like playing to the camera. And uh, as, as uh, Wikipedia puts it, a marionette playing the piano sample in the club. That
1: was Lil Penny, my a Little Penny. A marionette, yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, that might have been like the biggest celebrity you could have gotten at the time. Right. Uh, little Penny commercials were
0: huge. Yeah. Um, I don't know, I had the Penny Hardaway shoes. Uh, So did my sister, she had Penny Hardaway shoes. I don't know, really cool. I found this article, uh, 13 Things You Probably Didn't Know About Little Penny. Do you wanna hear?
1: Yeah, I love Little Penny.
0: Chris Rock wasn't the top choice to voice Little Penny, but it doesn't say who was. (laughs) I even cut open an Air Jordan just to see what's inside. One time, Little Penny was not was used not in a commercial but for an intro teaser for the 1996 Eastern Conference Finals between Bulls and the Magic. Well, that's pretty cool. Um, Chris Rock ad-libbed many of the lines that were used in the commercial. During an episode of the BS Report with Bill Simmons, Chris Rock discussed how the campaign director, Stacy Wall, who, who then worked for the ad agency widen and Kennedy in Oregon, which we talked about before, Allowed him to balance the script with whatever ric- ridiculous ideas popped into his head. Uh, the guy who co hosts co- Mythbusters was behind the actual little pun- penny puppet used in the campaign. Uh, Jamie Heineman, the guy who wears yes. the beret, yes. He's the CEO and founder of San Francisco based company M5 Industries. Um, and they were the ones who made the little uh, penny doll, the marionette, as Whippy nice. puts
1: it. You know, Adam made the uh, uh, whistle in Ghostbusters. Yeah, he made a lot of stuff in Ghostbusters. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that uh, tested is my go-to.
0: Reebok and Shaq showed a little bit of penny envy by using a little penny likeness in Shaq's own commercial. Chris Rock's very first appearance on Oprah opened with little penny. Um, Little Penny appeared in a Blackstreet 1996 music video, "No Diggity," which we know. Hmm.
1: No shit. Yeah.
0: In the very first spot that aired in November 1995, Little Penny references 19-year-old Minnesota Timberwolves rookie Kevin Garnett, who is still in the league. It's obviously knowable if you remember the commercial, but it's ridiculous. Oh shit, Kevin Garnett's been in the league that long? I don't know if he's still in the league. This was from this article, might be. No,
1: there. he's re- he re- he retired, I think, right? I don't know I don't know I don't know I don't watch
0: Tyra Banks took a long time to get ready for the epic slow motion frozen moment commercial that was a good one a baby faced Tiger Woods appeared in a star studded Little Penny Super Bowl commercial in
1: 1997 I remember that for next year
0: the Air Penny one represented a new kind of Nike shoe um, which you could go ahead and read a whole blog about which I'm not going to read to you Penny still hears about his alter ego all the time. And, yeah, there's the shoe I had, the Air Penny one. I had it, that little shoe. And that is a pretty cool shoe. Thank you, nice. Air Penny. Okay. Um, cool.
1: Oh, I want to say hi to Bianch Pa Kampchiknak. um Ong to here. you, too. Thank yeah. you for coming and joining us.
0: I'm happy they're here with us, yeah. yeah. All right, here's your next one.
2: Sweat, baby,
4: sweat, baby Sex is a Texas drought, me
1: So, Mrs. Squeezer pointed out to me that this song does not age well for one particular reason. Why? Because you don't see animals on Discovery Channel anymore. Oh, yeah,
0: that's true.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. There, there was a time, and that's where the song, the idea actually came from. Uh, being bored, sitting around, just watching TV, trying to write songs, and they said he was they were watching the Discovery Channel, and he was watching two monkeys banging he goes even i can't get laid but these monkeys can and hence the inspiration for bloodhound gangs uh bad touch uh which will go on to be their their biggest uh chart topper Uh, i think this dropped in what 99 um westchester's own bloodhound gang yes um it depends. I they say Westchester. I know some guys are like from it's Collegeville, Westchester. They spread out, but well, they they they
0: brought Mark, Mark the Bagger um, to uh, the Howard Stern Show from the Acme. He's uh, the Bagger.
1: Huh. Yeah. The Acme. Acme. You guys, if you if you're talking about Acme down there, it's the Acme. Oh, sorry, the
0: Acme. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah. You don't want to get that wrong. Um, yeah, I was looking for uh. You know, just a raunchy song for Valentine's Day that you listen to as kids. And that, like, they played on TV. Like, this was all over TRL. And I guess at this point, they just didn't care. Like, because there's... It's innuendo, and Bob Eubanks would have loved to have been able to get away with it. it. Like Yes, it's innuendo, but it's so blatant that, uh... You're basically saying that we're going to bang like monkeys. Um... I think my my, my favorite lyric, though, does come in the um, second verse. And uh, pardon me, this is uh, some might find this gross, but um, love the kind you clean up with a mop and bucket, Mm. like the lost catacombs of Egypt. Only God knows where we stuck it. Yes. Um, Sing this as a, I don't know, I I guess I was old enough, right? I was 15, maybe. Sure. Trying to do math. Fifteen, sixteen, yeah, you know, it's fine at this point. I mean, there, I mean, I'm singing this song. And there's kids my age, have uh, doing this and having kids, and I'm just singing about it because you know, I was not the coolest kid in class. Um, and the video's fun. It's one of those just those cheap videos where they just you know put on goofy monkey costumes get a camera and do silly shenanigans i'm not gonna go so that far there's a little uh and, and sell them short that they just randomly did it. it it was shot well and edited well and there's uh some a little choreography and there's even a hit and run with a person of shorter stature um being you know basically killed at the end by a car and then they just blow it off and drive away because I guess they see his life is, you know, less than theirs. But you know, it was it was meant to be humorous. Um, and it's just a f- silly spot, a silly, uh, video. And th- it's look, you can't take these guys seriously. Um, the the album cover is one zebra mounting another zebra. Mm. Um, but yeah, this this was this was on this was on my. One of my burned CDs, for sure.
0: Yeah, it might have
1: been on one, one or two of One of, of my
0: CD-Rs. Yeah. It's a little too weird to, like, be on regular rotation, but...
1: Oh, on dance. your regular rotation, a little or...? A
0: little too... Not my regular rotation. A little too dance music-ish.
1: Oh. Yeah, see, I, I was kind of... I started getting into that about then. Yeah, I never did. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm okay with this. Um... But yeah, it's a fun, raunchy, disgusting song. And if you want to put it on your Valentine's Day uh, uh, mix, what what are they called? Playlist now. I was going to say mixtape. Jeez. Uh, On your playlist. This is one, you know, that comes on. You look her in the eyes across the table with the candle glimmering and just, you know, start going at it like two monkeys.
0: Okay. On the
1: Discovery Channel.
0: Here is my next pick.
2: Hello? Ma? Guess what? Oh, my God. No, it's nothing bad. I'm getting married. You're what? I'm getting married. Oh, my God, you're getting married. Yes. Oh, I can't believe it. Frank, come here. you come here. Georgie's getting married. What? George, he's getting married! Get the hell out of
4: here. He's getting
2: married? Yes! To a woman? Of course a woman.
4: What does she look like? I'm sure she's plenty gorgeous. What difference does it make what she looks like? Is she pretty? Yes, she's pretty. What difference does it make? Well, I'm just curious. She's not pretty? Let me talk to her. She wants to talk to you. Uh, hello? Congratulations. I just want you to know that I love your son very much. You do? Yeah. Really? Yeah. May I ask why? Okay. <laughs> okay. Will you
2: stop him on the telephone? Can I talk to him, please?
0: Ah <laughs> 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 oh, man. Frank and George and don't get any better than that, does it? Mm-mm. What?
1: No. No?
0: No. It was kinda weird in there. Mm-mm. Um, I, was take,
1: I was taking a sip. Sorry.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't want to. So this data was from the engagement where George became engaged to Susan Ross um, in the, the seventh season of Seinfeld. Uh, Susan Ross was a character who uh, was George first dated. She was one of the execs at NBC when they pitched uh, the 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 show on nothing that's based basically it's him and uh, Larry David pitching Seinfeld, but you know, they're doing it in show. Yeah. And she becomes a a lesbian then after dating George. Uh, But then I think he runs into her somewhere. Uh, He was dating, she was dating some woman, Mona. And uh, then George is like, I need to get my life in order you know i'm not I'm not a man I need to make a big change and him and Jerry had the pact uh we had an agreement <laughs> so um he runs and uh gets engaged to uh uh Susan. and that's where happy Pappy came from happy Pappy. happy Pappy. you know what, you know what I'm talking about you're just dead out no. me here
1: I no. No, no, stop trying to make me feel bad because of my lack of Seinfeld ability. Oh, you're not a, you're not the big Seinfeld fan that I am. No, I mean I am I, I thoroughly enjoy it, but I don't I, I there's only so much room and I, I just I can't um yeah, Kramer talks Jerry out of marriage Jer-
0: George feels like uh, Jerry shouldn't have got engaged instead of breaking up. He broke up with her because she eats peas one at a time. <laughs>
1: I do remember that.
0: Um, and then uh, Jerry goes to see an action movie, and it, Susan and him are in line to see a, a, a sentimental movie, and Jerry comes out talking about the big explosion and everything. It was great. And George just like, and then uh, they're, they're watching a baseball game, uh, and it's like the Mets are coming back, and Jerry calls George, and they're in bed watching Mad About You, and he can't and the whole the whole credit is is the din, da, dan, 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 dan. And George the look on george's face it's it's fucking hysterical this is the one where the the B story is where Elaine can't sleep because a dog keeps barking so Newman they kidnap it and they drive it to Monticello and then it comes back and then uh, they get arrested for dog napping and she says she needs to make changes changes in her life just like George was saying then it goes on where George like cries to he, he he wants to get uh, the engagement. He wants to push it back. He doesn't want to get married so so soon. So she cries, and then he uses it against her and cries, and saying he's not ready. So they push it back. And then there's the whole buildup. There's a, a episode where she, they go out shirt shopping, and George is upset that the the man at the security guard at his, her uncle's store, Ross's, is is not standing, and there's no one offers him a chair. So at the end of the episode he brings him a rocking chair and the guy falls asleep. the end of credit scene is the security guards asleep while they rob the store.
1: Okay, I do recall that as well. See, if, if you just tell me, I'll remember it. Um You're like my internet.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't know what uh like they don't really like dwell. Uh oh, there was the Soup Nazi episode where, uh, Jerry's girlfriend's called Schmoopy, Schmoopy, and, like, George is sick of it, so he acts really affectionate with Susan in front of him, and they start making out with each other, and, but then Jerry breaks up with her because she doesn't order right in front of the Soup Nazi, he chooses soup over the girlfriend. No? Soup Nazi? Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, I was nodding. Um,
0: the sponge, the sponge episode is a good one, where, um... She, the, they pull the sponge off the market. Elaine uh, corners the market. Apparently Susan uses sponges so she tells the torch to buy a condom and they show the scene where he rips the condom open and he's like nope I lost it. Because <laughs> he just it takes something to open. So then he tries to get sponges from Elaine. It's a funny one. That's the one where Kramer refuses to wear the AIDS ribbon. Um... Then they kind of like lose the Susan story a bit in this show. Um, the show. The Rye just is-
1: kind of drifted away from it, or they
0: they go in and out like the they, they go back to with the Rye where uh, Susan's parents who are really rich meet George's parents who are crazy, and uh, George's dad brings a uh, a Rye bread like um, a marble Rye, and they don't put it out, so George's dad takes it and takes it home with him. And they're like, we can't find the rye. Did he take the rye? So they have this long scheme that Jerry's going to go get the marble rye and put it on and bring it back and put it in the house so it's there all along. That's where Kramer takes over his friend's horse-drawn carriage and feeds a beef Rusty, and he farts. <laughs> it's a great one. Um, The Seven, where uh, i was just going through this, where, where George's, uh, Susan's cousin's. Choose to name their baby seven, which is George's name, and for Mickey Mantle. He tries to get them to name it Soda as they're going to the hospital. <laughs> That's a great one. The dolls, the doll collection. Susan has a doll that looks like George's mother. And it's talking. It's like belittling him, talking to him in the bedroom. <laughs> uh, and finally, we get to the end of the uh, season with the invitations, where uh, George can't think of a way out of it he tries smoking and he tries getting a prenuptial agreement and she laughs in his face because she's got more money than him um he meets uh, a woman uh that's like his equivalent genie and he thinks he's in love with her and he proposes but uh realizes it's he's it's just they're they're the same person and breaks it off you find that out in season eight and then George buys, like, the, they go into the, the wedding invitation store, and George immediately goes to, it goes from, like, pricey to cheap. He goes immediately to the back of the book. <laughs> he gets cheap <laughs> wedding invitations, and Susan dies from licking the uh, glue on all the cheap wedding invitations. And that's it. That's their courtship.
1: <laughs> it's a way to come off a character.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh, Esquire did an article, Why Seinfeld's Most Tragic Character um is Susan. Today she teaches ukulele.
1: So, oh, nice. Yeah.
0: But uh, yeah, that's Susan. Susan and George, one of Hollywood's betrothed, beloved couples. Susan, <laughs> you, your you're next pick.
2: Today, my little Smurfs, is Valentine's Day. Hooray for Valentine's Day! I love Valentine's Day! Oh, boy, Valentine's Day! a time to celebrate love and friendship and to prepare for our yearly visit from cupid yay for cupid i love cupid i hate cupid No, <clears throat> oh, there's plenty to do so let's get smurfing
0: yay yay Smurf! Smurf! let's get smurfing that let's could be the dirtiest smurfing. shit on
1: the planet and you don't know it That always sounds so dirty uh-huh. um <clears throat> yeah, so the the Valentine's Day episode of the Smurfs, a My Smurfy Valentine. Um, in this one, uh, Cupid is going to arrive, and he's, uh, I don't know what his deal is, but he just kind of shows up and he's a terrible shot because he doesn't have one of those fancy Olympic bows and arrows that have all the shit on it, so like his arrows go all over the place and he misses all the time. Hmm. Um, but he's going to come and visit. And all the Smurfs are busy making Valentines for each other, mostly Smurfette because, you know, just poor Smurfette. I mean, just let her live her life. Instead, you got just, like, 300 little horny blue men in white hats and one red hat, you know, just trying to get some from you. Um, and and she just wants uh, the Smurf, uh, the hell is his name? Like, Shakespeare Smurf or whatever. Um, and she falls for gargamel's trap uh, of course cuz gargamel is out to cuz he's hungry he i don't get it. his his he wants to eat the smurfs cuz i'm guessing smurfs taste delicious i'm i'm assuming like like i've i've heard where like of uh, like bears that eat a lot of blueberries their meat takes on like almost a sweet blueberry flavor mm. so i'm just assuming because you know they're Little critters and their meat and they're blue, that they have the same texture. Only they are not bears. So if you can get a couple Smurfs and like just cook them up, I bet they're delicious. We have to like spit from like a squirrel because they're small. Um, but at the same time, he wants to get rid of them forever. So like I don't know, like he wants to eat them so bad. So I assume they're delicious. But he hates them so much he wants to rid them from the planet. So, if he were smart, he would just get a couple of them and let the rest go, have wild, and then just breed Smurfs for consumption. Uh, so I. If I had the chance to talk to him, I would, but he's a fictional animated character, so I can't. But if I were Gargamel, that's what I would do, you know. Um, so it's Valentine's Day, and there is a. Uh, uh, solar eclipse yeah sun daylight yeah solar eclipse and it only happens once every couple thousand years and it's not going to happen for another thousand years to the next valentine's day but if you go to the wishing well through the thorny patch of poison vines and across the bridge of dragons on valentine's day at a solar eclipse you can make your wish so Chlorahydra, she is the uh, other villain in this episode. She wants to make this wish, so she buys. Uh, what the hell is Gargamel's cat's name?
0: Uh Gargamel's cat's name is. Uh, oh, uh, I feel I'm like I'm not even. Gar- it's uh,
1: Gargamel. I see his cat. You keep talking, I'll find it for you. Yeah, alright. Anyway, so she buys the cat off Gargamel, but as it turns Asriel. out, she, uh, um. Asriel. Asriel. Damn it, thank you. Um, I knew it was something Batman related. Yeah. Uh, she pulls one over on him and, like, th- like sends Gargamel down the well, because she wasn't going to pay him off for that. And so now it's Gargamel. Now it's this cross where the Smurfs are going to stop her from making her wish. And Gargamel's going to stop her because he wants to save Azrael. And because uh, she wants to wish away all love. And then Cupid, he's trying to help. And Cupid is voiced by Joe Besser in his final role. Um, he was born in 1907, I believe. Yes. And Cupid looks like... Uh, a baby version of this, uh, Joe Besser, who, you know, was in, like, a thousand Hollywood films throughout the, uh, 19, like, you know, shit, 30s, you kind to get his career, Nin- he was, he started in the Three Stooges in 1934, and his last role was in the Smurfs in 1986, it's not a bad run, it's a 52 year run in Hollywood, um, and he was the voice of Cupid, but he the Cupid looks like if you thought like it, it might be the creepiest looking Cupid um, ever. It's just very odd. Just look up, look up Smurfs Cupid if you want to get a chance, If you want to see it, get a look. Uh, and he's trying to stop them as well. Eventually, um, I, I it's kind of a. Catastrophe kind of thing going on Where everything is going wrong For her to make her wish And uh, Smurfette gets her chance to break free And she's the one that makes the wish And she kind of wishes for everyone to go back To where they came from And basically burns the wish Resets everything And uh Yeah and it just, just almost like a Simpsons episode Right back to where we left off last week Um but everyone is happily in love by the end of the episode, in, in Smurfville, except for Grumpy, because the uh, Cupid's like, "I'll leave something for next year." Mm. There isn't a next year, but you know, just you know, can't can't save everything. But it's actually a pretty good episode. Although Gargamel does set a trap involving some a door, a string, a knife, and a chair, and a cage big enough to catch him. I'm not quite sure what it was intended to do. It didn't work. It ended up catching him in it in the end. But uh, again, I I got, I got. Yeah. I I don't have. I, I get very frustrated with incompetent villains. Like Inspector Gadget should have been dead ten times over. Gargamel is apparently uh, a
0: Jewish stereotype. According to French sociolo- sociologist Antoine Bueno, Gargamel is suggestive of stereotype of a Jew having a big nose, magic powers, love of gold, and balding looks. In addition, Gargamel's cat Azrael, named in Hebrew, name in Hebrew, actually means "God is my helper." In both Jewish and Muslim tradition, Azrael is the name of angel of death. In addition to that, it was a Jewish name, so it could be used as an in joke for the Portes' Jewish wife.
1: Gee, uh, okay. I guess as a kid, I didn't see. I mean, as a kid, I I, I thought like. Like I didn't even know what a Jewish person was. I I guess Mel Brooks because he made all the jokes. Yeah, like that I, that that was my that was my exposure to the Jewish community was Mel Brooks. I just so that's what I know of it. I, I knew the,
0: I knew the Jewish community, community, but I didn't I didn't know much of the Jewish community.
1: Well, I like I like history of the world.
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. The name Gargamel is not a Jewish name, but echoes rebellious classic. Garangtau and Pantagruel, where the giantess Gargamella is the mother of Gar- Gargantua. This is appropriate since Gargamel is a giant compared to the Smurfs. The word Gargamella in French has become slang f- term for throat. Jan Deporte suggested the name Gargamel. He had also proposed the name Asriel, considering Angel of Death the appropriate would-be killer of Smurfs.
1: okay oh, that makes it makes yeah that makes sense too right yeah, yeah.
0: i don't know i just saw that i back. don't know yeah all right uh my f- next pick
4: oh, i bet this place sells illegal fireworks just go in and act casual
2: like you buy them all the time
4: I, um, let me have one of those porno magazines. Large box of condoms, a bottle of old Harper, couple of those panty shields, and some illegal fireworks, and one of those disposable enemas. Uh, make it two. My apologies, sir, but the sale of fireworks is prohibited in this state and is punishable by a... Follow me. Any red-blooded flag-feeding American would love the M320. Celebrate the independence of your nation by blowing up a small part of it.
2: All right.
0: Uh, I just can't get over how funny that clip is. (laughs) Give me one of those disposable enemas. Make it two. (laughs) And then the best part is when... Marge finds the bag back at home. she's like, Homer, I don't know what you're planning on tonight, but count me out, <laughs> So I looked up and I'm talking about bowling alley condom vending machines, and
1: <laughs> this is a great clip for it too. yeah,
0: uh, they were there when we were kids, and you're always like, oh <gasps> there was it was like a taboo thing, you know, the French tickler, uh and then they sold the Spanish fly in it too. you know what I mean." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was very uh, taboo, uh, as you could say. But uh, I found this article from Mel Magazine called A Cheap, Safe, Non-Embarrassing History of Condom Vending Machines. And uh, apparently they were uh, the Nazis coming to play here, of course. So oh,
1: of course. In 1939,
0: what? Julius Fromm, the man who built a condom empire in post-World War II Germany... World War I Germany fled to London in fear of his life. Seeing the writing on the wall for Jews in Germany, Fromm knew he'd be no exception, especially since he was a prominent liberal Jew who had amassed a fortune off the sale of prophylactics, or Fromms, as they were known in Germany at the time. Uh, Michael Sondheim, our co-author of Fromms, How Julius Fromm's Condom Empire Fell to the Nazis, explains that a year earlier, the Nazis had forced Fromm to sell his condom factories for a fraction of their value to a prominent Nazi family. While this was tragic development for Fromm, it was far from a surprising one. Back in 1930, still rising national socialists had voiced objection to Fromm's innovation innovative condom vending machines, the first of which had been installed in Berlin in 1928. In nineteen thirty-three, when Hitler came to power, the Nazis banned condom vending machines from all public spaces, with only military buildings being allowed to have them. (laughs) In May 8, 1945, the Allies triumphed, and Nazi Germany fell. Fromm was overjoyed at the news and excited to return to his native Germany to reclaim his rubber empire. Unfortunately, four days later, Fromm would be dead of a heart attack. Ugh. What was left of his factories after the ravages of war would be seized by Russia in order to provide its soldier with much, soldiers with much-needed prophylactics. Here in America, while anything involving condoms wouldn't be entirely without controversy, condom dispensers took a very different path. So they say the earliest ones were 1915, 1916.
1: Um, was it literally just like a sheep in the bathroom and you just take <laughs> like its intestines and wrap it around you? And...
0: No, it says back then condom dispensers would dish out a condom for a penny in places like saloons or bowling alleys. And there was a level of discretion to those early models. They were pretty sleek machines, so you wouldn't know it was for prophylactics. They were considered much of a novelty, either as coin-operating vending machines dif- dished out all kinds of products back then. You could buy anything from hard-boiled eggs to fruitcake. Yeah, back then, like coin-operated things.
1: That's kinky. Yeah.
0: Um, there's tons of, like, books on condoms. Remember Your Rubbers, Collectible Condom Containers by G.K. Elliott. Uh, talks about... Buying condoms back in those days was a bit of an ordeal, although they could be found in shoe shine stands or cigar stores when at the pharmacy, condoms were kept under the counter and would be shown to you on a velvet display, almost like you'd be buying a piece of jewelry. While people would do their best to make their choices with little conversation as possible, there was definite stigma to condom buying, and the machines eliminated the, na- the need for such awkward situation. In the carefree days of the Roaring Twenties, the condom dispenser would become more widespread, and the designs would be- begin to vary. So... Oh, man. This one's called the Pussy Stretcher. It's on eBay. <laughs> Classier joints like hotels, meanwhile, feature more than eight condom vending machines, highly artistic in designs. This is 20s and 30s.
1: Oh, I say that nice art deco look to it. Yeah. Hang on. I got to find a art deco art deco condom dispenser.
0: So some of them fetch up to $3,000 now, vintage coin-op restorations, Art Deco. So Wow, that is classy. Sadly, while inside of the Spencer often failed to live up to its fancy exterior, as the Chicago Tribune explained in 1986, the condom industry's boom in the United States were 1930s to the 40s in response to the alarming spread of venereal diseases. As the industry grew, however, there was a proliferation of unscrupulous pirate products sometimes of inferior quality, which sold in places as bars, restaurants, barbershops, and gas stations. It was in this pirate market that the condom dispenser thrived. And that's the market you and I know. (laughs) That's where you get the French tickler. (laughs) James Eno of Maximum Amusements, who had been in the coin-op gaming industry for 30 years, confirms that this would be a persistent issue for vending machines. The joke was if you use them, you better use two or three at a time. And I think they say on there,
1: they're not written, you know, not good. Wow, wait, hang on. I got to do some math. What was 25 cents in 1930? That was, a, that was like 50 bucks. Yeah. Because uh, unless they restored it, and that's just because uh, some some of these are restored. But the Surtex, uh, uh condom dispenser price, 25 cents. Jesus Christ. But these are really classy looking. They got a big padlock over them. Oh. Surtex condom. Or I just looked up Art Deco condom, Spencer. Because I am, I am a fan of the design of the day. And, uh... <laughs> All right. We are it's now classy. on to your last
0: pit.
4: Hey.
2: I want to introduce you to a personal friend of mine. This... Is an M41A pulse rifle, 10 millimeter, then an over and under 30 millimeter pump action grenade launcher, Feel the weight. Okay. What do I do? Okay. Pull it inside here. Right. Huh? Lean into it. Mm-hmm. All right. How it will kick some. All right. When the counter read zero here. Yeah I press this up That's right I get another one in quick Slap it in hard Right You're ready to rock and roll What's this? That's a grenade launcher I don't think you want to mess with that You started this Show me everything I can handle myself Yeah, I noticed
1: Aww I bet they're gonna go on to make beautiful children and raise nude on Earth nice and peacefully. (laughs) Fucking Alien 3. God damn it. Ruined everything. What the hell they were thinking? Look, I'm not saying you have to give Hicks a happy ending, but to just basically write him out. Fuck you. Just cheap cop
0: out. Was this the one by Mr. (sighs) Canceled? Or was this Dave Fincher's? Because if it was by... um,
1: uh, What's his name? Uh, Buffy, Me. guy. This one right, right now, like what the clip I just no played? Alien Three, Alien Three. Alien Three was, was that the one written um, by what's his name, or is that the fourth one? It was written by Creepo. Yes, um, yes, that's
0: what I'm talking about. So we yeah. could just cancel it out because he's canceled. Yeah, right. Because he's a
1: sick fuck. Uh, it shouldn't count anymore. What's his uh, name? I can't see. think of his name. I I don't know if he. Uh, firefly guy he doesn't have a have a joss whedon yeah josh whedon joss uh joss yeah joss. i i no, i was purposely not saying it but uh, uh he doesn't have an actual i don't think he was formally credited for it but uh most, most of the rewrites were his doings um
0: his name's actually joseph hill whedon he uh, calls himself Joss.
1: That's Joe, Max. Um. Well, uh, was it Alien Three or Alien Resurrection for him? Because Alien Resurrection was basically Firefly. Alien Resurrection, he wrote. Yeah, no, Alien Three has pissed me off. Alien. Uh, I'm trying to think who. Dave Fincher directed Alien Three,
0: though I, think, I believe.
1: Yes, he did. And Fincher's um, a genius, but. Um. I don't know where the hell they were going with that. But you know, James Cameron, look, Alien is a work of art. But what James Cameron did with Aliens is fuck—it's epic, it's awesome, and the characters, like there, there was so much more world building done in this movie without actually doing like it. Everything was very subtly just put into place, like just the way they acted created the world that they lived in. And in that world that they lived in were two people destined to be together forever. And that is Ripley and Hicks. And it is the sweetest relationship. Because it's not forced. It wasn't forced. And if there was even a little bit of it that seemed like it was going to go somewhere, they cut. It made the director's cut where there's a scene where they actually call each other or introduce each other by name at the end. Okay. It's right before Ripley's going to get Newt at the end. Got it. And uh, Ripley's like, oh, "I'll see you later, Hicks," or, or 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 vice versa. Hicks is like, "See you later, Ripley." She's like, "It's Ella," and he's like, "Oh, it's Dwayne." He's like, "Come back soon," and that's it. And and from there, you can extrapolate whatever you want. And and clearly, they were setting up some kind of thing. But I think. Th- it belonged on the cutting room floor. I think the little relationship buildup that you see, especially with him going over the pulse rifle with her, it is very sexual. It is very romantic. But it's very, like, professional at the same time. And just... Uh, at no point... What, what makes these two characters work is they're on the same level. Like, Ripley is... The, the hero, I don't even want to say heroine. she's the hero of the franchise, does it matter? Is it meaningless? I don't know, I get confused now. But look, she is the badass of the Alien franchise, nothing can compete with Ripley. Like I said, if if shit hits the fan, I am going to, like in, in real life, if shit hits the fan kind of like uh, The Postman where everyone followed Tom Petty well, no one can follow Tom Petty more. I'm going to go and find Sigourney Weaver and go, lead me. She's like, you know I'm an actress, right? I'm like, yes, but you were Ellen Ripley. She's like, you know that was a character, right? I'm like, yes, but you are now in charge and I will do whatever you need me to do. She just has that that charisma, that role, and it worked. And, and Hicks, at no point, whereas other Marines in the film like kind of talked down her, dismissed her, and he, he might have kind of blown her off at the beginning because no one believed the whole uh, xenomorph thing. But immediately he saw that she had value as a person and saw her more as an equal. And it was a very healthy relationship, these two people working together. He taught her how to fight with the hardware that they had. And she taught him about xenomorphs. And it was a, it was... It was cool to see. And you can see why people want to see these two people get together. Because it's like, oh, this looks like a healthy relationship. Um, Can you
0: can you tell us what you were actually planning on talking about here? To live All right.
1: Here? Yeah, I know. All right. So when I, I was looking this up, I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm going to do the – because originally I did the – Two episodes ago, I did Fry and Leela. I'm like, oh, I'll pick another like TV couple. I did Bobby so I thinking, and Connie. Yeah, you did uh, Bobby and Connie, and I was like, I'll do Ripley and Hicks. And I'm like, and then so I'm, I'm searching it, and I see all this fan fiction pop up. I'm like, oh, this is gold. And I kind of, in my squeezer kind of way, um, half ass start to read through things. I'm like, okay, this is going to go somewhere. And this is like uh, like Sunday, Monday, I'm working on this uh, at night. And I'm like, all right, well, Tuesday night was going to be my go-to. So I started uh, getting my picks together, pull my audio and stuff like that. And then going through all the links, I'm like, I'm going to print out all these things or save them and highlight them. And then I can read you all the erotic fan fiction of Ripley and Hicks. And... I don't know what the hell's wrong with you people out there trying to rewrite Alien 3. It's like you're real Aliens fans and just want to see a good story and not something awkward and weird involving the characters that you love. You took that away from me. I was going to read. My plan was to read you some erotic fan fiction of Ripley and Hicks. I'm sure it's out there, but I, I try not to go to those sites anymore. I'm not... It's not 1999 anymore. Um... Yeah. So what I need you guys to do. And you got a year to do this, okay? I need everyone that's listening to go out and write some Hicks and Ripley erotic fan fiction. I'm going to work on my own. Mm. If you want to get weird and add like a alien queen into the picture, Mhm. Mm-hmm. You can get a little weird. I'm okay with that. Does the alien
0: queen have a giant alien dong?
1: Oh uh, it's a it's a queen. Right. So probably not. Right. Um, but it's
0: a fictional creature, so it could do whatever we want.
1: Uh true. That's true too. Uh if you want to add in the uh the the power, the load lifter suit, that would be kinda hot too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like where I'm, you're going I'm... with this. What's that? I said I like where you're going with this. Yeah. Uh so that's your homework for next year. Okay. You got one year. Get me some, uh, freaky, uh... So remember picks. this, when we're bitching
0: about having to do, uh, Retro Romance 5, you can just be like, oh, wait, I had all these people do all this stuff, and this is... So... Don't yeah. forget. You're,
1: don't forget your... I have a feeling... I'm... There's going to be at least one or two... <laughs> that are gonna come through. Maybe. You never know. Ah. You know. uh... If he has time,
0: yeah, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> All right, uh, shall we continue? My last pick wouldn't be Valentine's uh, Day. Oh yeah,
1: I'm I'm so looking forward to this. Without this.
2: Expectations. Hello, it's late. It's Saturday night. You're home alone watching this show you're probably a very lonely individual. Let's cut to the chase. You're kind of pathetic, aren't you? Well, that's why you should call Lowered Expectations. Our video library is packed with thousands of chronically rejected singles just like you. Lester, number 289. I am a man of the senses. I want a woman who knows the smell of crayons, who, who loves the way the nut tastes on her tongue. A woman who knows the difference between the taste of hot sweat and fear sweat and exercise sweat and sex sweat and <laughs> fever sweat and more than that i crave you and the way your your skin tastes after you ate the macaroni and the way your brazier smells when you want me and and the way i can tell whether your eyes are green or blue from the taste of your tears and i want you want me to know me to know how my skin feels after I drink a fishbowl full of whiskey <laughs> and my ta- uh, it gets
0: going on and on but I'm reading you from last year I read love notes from our morning call newspaper published on Valentine's Day something they used to do this year I picked 1994 do you know what year I did last year
1: I don't know I'm right. doing
0: 1994 so if it's the same year oh well uh, I don't think it is though Uh, I think it was 92. I found a couple good ones. Uh, This one says it's from Czech or to Czech and it says uh, Clover Food, huh? So like, uh, yeah, you idiot. I love you. Cast Charge. That's, yeah. Uh, There's a lot of ones to daddy and they're not as kinky as you'd think. Uh, But uh, below that, there's one from to Daffy Daffy how could you destroy the two people who love you the most I guess the rest is better left unsaid from just a stranger now man what happened in 1994 that to D- to Daffy just fucking wrecked these people oh, Daffy. I found a good it's hard there's so many on a page it's hard to just like I see a good one and I'm like oh man that's hysterical uh, bear-dm since I found you my heart and soul are complete forever yours thank you for our family love dimples Ah, oh, so it was like a real no the name that's, was that's no, it wasn't like love dimples it was like from love dimples oh wait what are love oh, dimples
1: so. dimples wasn't like a little nickname Like a... no no
0: it's it's not like like it doesn't say love, like, it's if it's from, like, Bonnie to Clyde, it doesn't say love Clyde. It just says Clyde. This is love dimples. Are those, like, nipples? I don't know what love dimples are, but, um...
1: Hey, baby, let me see your love dimples. Oh, yeah, baby. Them some good love dimples. Um...
0: It's hard to... There's so many of them. I, I, I still have a really funny one. Oh, Baby cakes, thanks for everything. You're the love of my life. Tulip Baby buns cakes. no, you didn't hear the best part. oh, sorry, my bad Tulip buns <laughs> <laughs> well
1: hey hey hey, hey, don't judge, don't judge all right
0: Tulip buns now, these are the Maybe winners what they feel call bad for calling me something. love note winners, a loaf of bread, a jug of wine, some roses that are yellow. You are my lifelong Valentine, and I'm a lucky fellow. <laughs> <laughs> I think I did read '94 last year because I remember this. Doug, your fire trucks are red. Your responding lights blue. When there is a call, they can count on you. No matter the weather, rain or shine, you will always be there. No matter what time,
1: no matter Ugh. yeah. No, no I, no, I didn't hear that one. Okay, then, then it wasn't. No, you you talked about uh, there was a uh, someone from Texaco. You're like, oh, that might be that might have been me. Yeah. Oh, that—that that was missed. uh... That might have been missed. I think we might have gone into misconnections. Oh. Um. Let's
0: see. Fleet of flight. Should I read this as Macho Man? Yes. Oh yeah, fleet of flight across the ocean. He's flown, making this gal his own. I can just see my husband to be, yeah. Change the <laughs> husband and me. Listen, I'm Macho Man and Liz, not Macho Man and Larry, yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Here's a good one, and it's a huge one, so you know they got money based on this. Baby fvw my nuclear medicine stud. Happy Valentine's Day! I'm very proud of you and how you hard you be working. Keep up persuade persuading. Maybe you will get your way. And remember, May's just around the corner. La blue eyes, oh, old blue eyes, baby. The American Dream.
1: What happens in May? I don't know. It's a cliffhanger. No. Can you can you go a couple months forward to May and see what? Oh, I don't the think they did this like... in May. Was there a bank robbery or something? No, that'd be cool. Yeah. They tipped them off. Oh, maybe that was it. They were communicating through the uh, Valentine's Day shit.
0: Yeah. yeah, 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 This could be. Could be. Probably not. Yeah. um, Here's one. Itsy Bitsy Spider. Roses are red. Violets are blue. Your web has me stuck on you. Gorgeous.
1: Ugh. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, How many of these people are still together?
0: <laughs> uh, let's see. Let's go to the next page. Here's one. I'll read it as Vince. <clears throat> Larry, Larry, pal. Uh, my pumpkin pie. You've picked me up and made me fly. You've taken me planes, planes. I've never been... I'm so happy to be with thee forever and ever. Beverly. God damn it. That's good shit. <laughs> uh, this one's from Lisa to Joey B. It's going to be read by President Obama. Uh, Lisa, rubies red, sapphires blue. I struck gold. When I found you. Clear as diamonds, emeralds are green. Our love is strong, always been. Satin, silk, denim, and leather. Please love me and grow old together. That is real sweet, but got a little kinky at the end. I like it. I know Michelle, Malia, Sasha, the, <laughs> the girls, like when it gets kinky at the end.
1: <laughs> it was really sweet. I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. That's
0: here's a weird one this is one of the love note winners if a man can er err for just one cause then let that cause be love for err what's E-R-R err err this this sounds like it needs to be read by Ultimate Warrior (laughs)
4: If a man can't for just one cause, then let that cause be love for air. I will to win love the soul, the love within my soul. And love so deep, so fine, it must be a gift from above. Human love, not perfect, not divine. It will not cease, it will not die. It flickers in my heart, it waits. Longing for my heart to grace to free its from
0: wanting state. I'm going to pass out. <laughs> <laughs> it's too long. It's not
1: like a lot of oxygen leaving your body with each word. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, Matthew, I love you now and I will forever. Will you please say eggs? Love CA. Who else should read one? Will you please say eggs? Eggs, like, uh, like the eggs, like that come out of a chicken.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? I
0: don't know. It's their own personal. Mm. Who else should
1: read? Hmm. Uh, uh, I think. Uh, uh the Funker.
0: Uh, okay, I need a short one. <laughs> Okay. This one goes out to Roseanne. Isn't it great to be in love all over again? I love this second time
4: around.
0: Brian, the first time your mother was a whore. My horse got sick. Roseanne, I gotta go back to Texas. Uh, Okay, who's next? Hmm. I don't think President Trump has read one yet. Let's hit a good one for him. Okay. This one's for Randa. Randa. Since the day I met you, well, Deborah met you, I haven't met you, maybe one day, if you're lucky. Since the day I met you, I haven't been the same. My life, my life's great. I don't know if you know that. You people know my life is great. A lot of people tell me my life's great. My life completely turned around when the first time I learned your name. Then I began to know you and began to know me. (laughs) God, these are so stupid sometimes (laughs) hard to read. (laughs) ooh this one has stars September 23rd since that day we've come a long way no longer do you need a fancy line it'll always be your valentine love always your shit what no your wife for life your slut oh it might be slut it's s star 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 your slut what no your wife for life Damn, they're in Sex appeal, overpowering charisma, loving touch, irresistible body. Thanks for being you from the heart. Tell Graham Graham to yellow to gra- Thanks for being you from the heart. To gra to gram to yellow pants.
1: <laughs> what? I don't know. Uh, it's that bank. It's that that crew. They're putting together the bank robbery. It's all code.
0: Mm. It's all. It's like the the Vinci code. Yeah. Um. Uh, Todd. Hey, Troy boy. I'll be your boy toy. Love you, Drea. want to find out who I uh, love dimples is. These are all from 1994 and this is how, this is how you. To my love, Tommy Bono. Musk, most couples reach a point in their relationship when they realize what it is that makes a marriage work. The trust and sense of security that comes from a loving commitment, the value of communication, the warmth and deep and honest sharing. These are some of the things that make our marriage so wonderful, and they're the reasons I love you more and more as time goes on. Because you're my loving partner, my dear friend, the man I'd marry all over again. From your love, Beth Ann Haggerty Bono.
1: That Ooh, was. I wonder if she's related to Sonny. There's mm.
0: mm, Not many more. Tyrone, our cut. Oh, cousin, you are the steel man about town, cruising in your golden Fiero, fake braids hanging down, Con- conniving in vain, you love, the w- you love to wine and dine for the right price, you'll deliver the right line, all the clothes you wear, all the things you do, never will be paid for by the likes of you, <laughs> and a valentine to someone is a thing you'll never know, because no woman in her right mind would love this gigolo. From the Wiser Woman's Club. Oh, Tyrone got hot in the fucking love notes section, huh? (laughs) (laughs) This is is what I've been looking for the whole day. You burnt, Tyrone. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Ooh. Willie Honey. Seven down, many more to go. Oh, what bliss at those sexy shows. You and I only know. Methinks it's time for another show. Jassy.
1: I, I'm pretty sure we brought this up before, but I'm guessing it went down like, hey, did you see a paper today? No. Uh, are you going to read it? Uh, probably not. Are you going to have No,
0: people just used to always read the paper.
1: Yeah, but. Are uh, you going to read the...
0: Uh, you the know, Love Notes. You know, uh, I know. The the it was a big... fights or whatever. I know my mom always read these. It was a big deal in our house. My mom loved the Love Notes. Uh. Because I think she was kept constantly waiting for Jeffrey to put one for her. <laughs> oh, why would I do that? I
1: got fire practice tonight. <laughs> if you were to get, like, on CB, I'm sure there's, like, somewhere out there. AM and like, uh,
0: radio squeezer. Uh, Jesus Christ. Radio. What don't f- Don't sully the name of Jeffrey with CB. Sorry, Sorry, sir. He's licensed. God damn it. I am sorry, sir. (laughs) My my boss. He's not. I am. Oh, sure. (laughs) Wheezy, being able to listen and understand me is valued by me more than you'll ever know. And as I said, it's friends that help. Thank you always. Edward. Weezer of Coopersburg, thanks for treats and pig hoots, your favorite pup and daughter.
1: <laughs> mm.
0: Oh, this one I could get behind. Weedy. I'm guessing pig hoots are something they eat down there. Yeah. Weedy, don't worry. Winter will be over soon. Love booba. Yes. Uh, winter will be over soon. Two... Oh, maybe this was. Written to for uh for Bob maybe, at work, maybe
1: that was a uh, the groundhog that was that was its prediction. Oh, that's true.
0: This one might be written to our
1: friend or not our friend, our co worker Bob at
0: work. To my I'm reggae, that properly, to my, to my reggae cowboy, will you be my down and dirty sidekick through the Tennessee walk of life? Love, cockeyed cowgirl. <laughs> Say Bob's a
1: reggae cowboy, yeah. Well. If he wasn't, he is starting tomorrow. Mm, That's true. I will make sure everyone knows before he shows up. To the cowboy,
0: my rodeo rider. To the stallion who arouses my fire. To the plumber who fixes my sink.
1: Oh, now we're talking.
0: Studley who knocks out the kinks. Roll them together and smooth them out. Silky, this is my lover. The man they call Wilkie. Happy Valentine's Day. Love, Gene. All right, I think we read enough of these. I think we gave the people enough.
1: I can't, I can't, I don't know where they're going with the whole horse mounting and plumbing thing. I don't know what they're talking about, but Mm. it's a weird Valentine's Day kind of thing to say. Horse sex. Uh, All right, well, that's
0: it. That's the show.
3: Huh? Huh?
0: We're finished. Yeah. Um, you can remember. You could always uh, ah. No, there's the theme music. Rate right and review us on anywhere you listen, and uh, next week we'll be back. I think the cat shows next week, right?
2: Meow
0: <laughs> Sound that like your dolphin
2: know
1: I was about to start a cat, I'm like, wait, if I sound like a cat, I'm gonna sound like an idiot. So I'm just yeah, we burned
0: Azreel today, so congratulations, <laughs> No, I didn't.
1: No, we just <laughs> talked different context. Shit.
0: Azreel on the list. Alright, well we'll be back next week. Oh hold on, wait,
1: wait. Uh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Don't!
4: Leave the episode without me saying something romantic to my squeezer. I found tape of the first time I told him my feelings for him. could you play I9 on the on the player there?
0: What are we playing? Bingo
4: Let's play the clip. Alright, here it is. Hi little squeezer. Did you enjoy your hot sage sandwich with the crust cut off today? Well yes I, I did. Thank I, you. Oh, oh sorry. This Shit. is this yeah. is tape, squeezer. What are you doing? <laughs> I certainly <laughs> did. Could have used some more lunch meat, but it was quite delicious. I uh, thank you for putting extra mayonnaise on it. All we had was Miracle Whip, but uh, I blended some butter in with it so you wouldn't notice. It was delicious. <laughs> Tangy and it had that fatty oils that I like so much. <laughs> well, I made that for you, Squeezer, to tell you how I really felt for you. Well, I really like you too, lunch lady. It's more than like. Squeezer, roses are red. Sandwiches are meaty. I'm really into things with feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's confusing, and I don't know what you mean, but... um, um, down if you have a fresh tray of Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> I do, I do. Why don't you come in the back kitchen and we'll... uh. Take your shoes off, and uh, we'll get those nice kiss Me treats out. All right, everybody, that was the the, the clip. Uh, thanks for listening to the show. Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What? what? <laughs> What's wrong? Nothing. Can I throw it out? My, my God, I'm as much of a contributor as you are. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, happy Valentine's Day. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another show. So you're,
1: you're throwing our podcast in 2022 to break from a tape that was recorded in 1989?
0: I think she stopped the recording, Squeezer. Oh, you sorry. Oh, hear. wait.
1: She was playing the recording? Yeah, right. She had the you re-
0: weren't playing the recording. No, she told me to play it. And, yeah, so she... It sto- why
1: is her sound quality, when she calls in this show, exactly the same as it is from a tape from you know um, 30 years ago well
0: i hit the machine and then it plays through her phone line is she calling up on the phone oh
1: yeah.
0: oh yeah
4: don't cool. you understand technology i thought you do this for a living my god
0: yeah she's got a point squeezer <laughs>
1: uh, she does
4: She. Uh, all right well i uh, it's time to go everyone uh, we've had a long show and we'll be back next week with uh with more stories of Little Squeezer, uh, I'll tell you what happened after he finished that tray of, uh, Rice Krispie Treats
0: that night. He finished a whole tray of Rice Krispie Treats in one night? <laughs> yes, that's really not a big deal.
1: I mean, it's a small tray.
4: Alright, guys, are we gonna get out of the show or we what? You us know let's, let's go here. You know, it's show business. We don't drag it on here.
1: Right. You know, they could just stop listening whenever they want, right?
4: Well, they probably are now. My God. All right. We'll see you next week, everybody. For <laughs> RK and Squeezer, I'm the lunch lady.
1: Uh, bye. Bye, Squeezer. Oh, bye. Well, I didn't want st- to She said bye for me. I was. All my right. work was done. See you, everybody. Bye. <laughs>